1: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Datt, and today we are talking Nationals baseball. We bring in our Nationals reporter, Jamal Collier, who covers the Nats for us. over MLB.com, and Jamal, we want to start off with trying to talk about what's going on with Bryce Harper. He's got this ingrown toenail. I know it bothered him back in 2013, but... It, you know, it's a reoccurring problem for him. He went and had a procedure, and what's the latest?
0: Yeah, we're not sure. The Nets looking into the best, uh, you know, pedicure for Bryce Harper, <laughs> pedicure guy for Bryce Harper down here at Jupiter, or what? But no, uh, we're not even. I'm not even sure if this is the same uh, exact, you know, nail that he told me they were dealing with before. But uh, you know, he had a minor procedure uh, that Dave Martinez talked about on Thursday. Um, you know, when he missed it, when he had that procedure, same surgery he had back in uh, 2013, like you mentioned. When he did that, he, you know, he missed about two games. Two days that was the regular season um so you know at the most here maybe two or three days uh bryce said he wants to play as soon as tomorrow dave was kind of like oh, i might just hold him out an extra day or so just to be safe so uh shouldn't be anything major for bryce he should be out uh just for a couple days and be back sometime either after either during the weekend or right after it
1: Unfortunately, he missed the camels that were on display that Davey <laughs> Martinez brought in. What was that like? I know, you know, for, for people who haven't heard, I'm sure, you know, if you're a Nats fan, you have. But Davey Martinez decided, you know, everyone's talking about the Nats getting over the hump in the postseason. So let's just confront this and bring camels into camp and just say, you know, this is something that we're going to confront head on. We're not going to hide from it. We don't want anyone to fear it. We're going to talk all about it and, and put it out there so everyone can have fun. But there were actual camels at spring <laughs> training. You told me that they pooped on the backfield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really insane. Uh, you know, I think that the Knights of doing this daily circle of trunk meeting and, you know, when they went out there, uh, for what we thought was just gonna be a regular old uh Wednesday, uh all of a sudden uh, you know, they, they play a message, a pre recorded message from Bobby Henley, third base coach, uh who him, of course, you know, and the Corsinell and the guy who was constantly waving people around at base over at third, uh before you know, Bobby Henley and Tim Bogger, the first base coach, they ride in on uh two camels. There were three camels in total. There was one extra one that uh was for bullpen Coach Henry Blanco, but he was uh, not interested in writing it. But uh, just a really, a really kind of wacky day at that camp. Something that really just seemed, is the team, the likes of which this team has never seen, really. Um, and I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, you talk about uh, obviously the, the comparisons out to Joe Madden and some of the things that they've done over the last ten years with some of the animals and the, the things that they've brought through the season to kind of liven things up. But uh, you know, interesting to, to think about what this means to NAS as far as getting over that hump. And it's a question that Dave Martinez has been asked. Uh, a, a bunch of times already since he's taken a job before he's even coached his first game is how he's going to get that team over the top, of the of hump of winning in October. Um, and to just, you know, come out and, and, not, and not act like it doesn't exist or, or, or ignore it, um, you know, he wants to make it a, 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 focal, a focal point and make it something that they're going to confront and know that they can, they can get over it. That's, you know, it's kind of similar to what the Cubs still last. Obviously, they had a huge hump, a 108-year hump they had to get over. Uh, you know, with, uh, with the World Series drought there, uh, and you know, the, Joe Madden always had those embrace the target, embrace the suck, embrace whatever, uh, whatever kind of you know thing that they were dealing with. And I think that this is kind of right on that same school of thought. That, you know they're not going to run from this; they know what it is, uh, and they're confident that they can go uh, go about it and, and still get a, you know past the playoffs. Through. I thought it was a uh, an interesting wrinkle to a you know spring trade. I was going to get long and monotonous, and uh, you know I'm all for it. I know some people were had to say whatever they had to say about it, but I, I thought it was a, a, a you know. Nice way to break up things here on day, which feels like, you know, which feels like another Monday here at spring training.
1: Well, yeah, of course. And, you know, this was fun for the fans to see. And on top of being a fun story, you know, I don't want to get too newsy or, you know, in-depth about it. But, I mean, my first reaction was, where the heck do you get camels from?
0: <laughs> That's what I asked. I said, do you have a camel guy just waiting? Uh, and it's funny because they've said, yeah, I thought about this during the off season. It's pretty kind of a wild execute because I had to figure out where to get camels. Uh, they actually found three – Local uh, people around West Palm Beach that raise camels. Um, There's a a family, I say, that raises camels. They brought in three camels. Uh, Obviously, what they found, they needed two. Uh, The names were Lawrence, uh, uh, Brownie, and Blondie, I believe, were the the three names of the camels. And and, uh, Brownie and Blondie are best friends. So even though they only needed two, they wanted to bring one of them. Uh, but the other one won't go if the other one doesn't go, so he had to kind of <laughs> figure that out <laughs> with the camels as well. I, it was it was just kind of really interesting to see how that all came about. Um, but the camels, like like you know, they said they were well behaved and they had great manners, except for uh, one of them pooped uh, on the field, <laughs> the <laughs> practice field, as Michael Taylor uh, so eloquently put. He left a, a number two on field three. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, But, like I said, it was a great day at that him.
1: Well, and the cool thing was (laughs) Sean Doolittle had, you know, a wealth of knowledge about camels. Did you know that he was such a camel expert before he started tweeting out all these camel
0: facts? (laughs) Sean Doolittle is a really smart guy. He has a a, a huge, I think, uh, array of knowledge kind of in his mind, but I don't think the camel facts. I had no idea that that was his go-to. I can't wait to uh, see him again and ask him what other kind of weird animal fun facts that he didn't tweet.
1: So funny. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's OB Sean Kenobi on Twitter. If you want to go check out all of these cool yeah. Camel Facts, he mixed a, a little follow. bit of, uh, yeah, Camel Facts and baseball, so that was a good time. Uh, I want to <laughs> ask you about Adam Eaton. You know, you uh, yeah. mentioned how he's accepting a slow build to opening day. What does exactly that mean?
0: We don't know. Um, <laughs> other than the fact that he's doing pretty much everything. I mean, when you watch him on the backfield, uh, he yeah, we talked about this even pretty much from day one. He's been, you know, running uh, in the outfield, he's been doing the conditioning running. Uh, he's been taking live BP, doing base running drills, uh, for essentially a full participant. There's never a time where they're either doing this, and now Eaton's kind of going up to the side, or he's joining them later, or he's pretty much out there with all the rest of the outfielders that are healthy, uh, except when it's time to play games. And you know, he said that's the only thing that right now that they're just not going to do, uh, not really to push, I should say. Um, on one hand, it, you know, it's it's uh, still. This beginning of March, and it's still a long time away. And I think that still with four weeks or so to opening day, there's still plenty of time to get Adeby ready uh, and to get him at bats. And then they said, obviously, once the minor league games start as well, that they're going to probably load up on at bats with him that way, where you'll see him, you know, maybe not playing a great League game, or maybe after that, he'll go and take four five or six at bats in a minor league game. So I think that they, they still know that there's time, but it's, they've not been, um, they haven't revealed much of exactly what that timetable is when they plan on getting Adeby. And I don't think it's going to be this weekend. Um, and I would, I would assume that by the next time we talk here, that uh, Eden will have at least made his debut. At least they'd have a target date of when they would do it. But um, at the same time, like I said, I, I we would give very little details exactly when he may start appearing in games. Um, but, you know, They still look at opening day as a target, and they've given no reason to think that he won't be ready.
1: Yeah, no indication that he won't be ready. That sounds good. I mean, and the last thing you want to do is push this guy just to get him ready for opening day, and then have him have a setback and you know miss time early in the season. So, I mean, opening day it's great to have all of your guys there, but not at the you know, not if you have to push them beyond any sort of limit or or, you know push them further (laughs) on a track that you already have them going at a good pace. So,
0: um, yeah, exactly, and that I mean is also kind of. Mentioned this that you know, one on one hand, yeah, you know, if you want to get in, you know, get into games, and he's been chomping at the bit, he's obviously hasn't played in about 12 months, right? Um, but at the same time, he's saying it's two at bats on February 27th is going to really change much as far of my preparation. And he was like, Well, probably not. So he's okay sitting back and, and waiting and, and being cautious on this.
1: And same thing for Daniel Murphy, I mean, he's advanced his running a little bit and he's doing a little bit more progressively, kind of as any you know, a rehab program would have a player do, but you know, nothing's changed for his opening day target.
0: Yeah, they still feel pretty confident about him. Now, he, he's, I think, a little bit different, at least from my view, both in Eaton. I would probably, you know, if we're not advancing somewhere significant here in the next week, week and a half, I think that uh, just just the, the math, I don't think it's going to start to work for Daniel Murphy as far as being ready for that first game of the season. Um, you know, he is, like I said, doing some running. He's doing some small activity, and, and he doesn't feel any pain or anything. But at the same time, he's basically doing no baseball activity. He's not able to stand and take rounders, not able to hit. You talk about four weeks away to not only build that part up, uh, but then build up the playing in the games and playing for nine innings. uh, You know, we're we're right on the borderline for him. That if he doesn't start making some kind of significant leaps here in the next week or so, that you know, right now they keep saying that date is on target, but I would I would question whether or not that's going to happen if Murphy doesn't start making some strides or soon.
1: All right, sounds good. And as we kind of go around the horn here, the Nationals are encouraged by Matt Weeder's swing and the fact that he's tweaked it a little bit. You know, obviously they need a little bit more uh, offense out of that position this season for them to be competitive. What has he tweaked, and uh, how's it going so far?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, what I mean looks really good. Or uh, excuse me, Matt Weeder looks really good. Uh, we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago him showing up in shade and dropping the weight um, and kind of paid off right away as far as, you know, the home run and that first spring game. And, you know, he just looks quicker. His bat looks a little, you know, faster. Um, so I think those, those things are all good. Again, I, I don't know if it's going to be some kind of huge change where all of a sudden Bat leader is going to be an all-star and back to where he was you know, at the start of his career. But I think at the very least he's super a bounce back and, you know, be a player that's not going to hurt them when he's in the lineup every day. I still think he can be a, a productive and a player and a plus for this team overall. Uh, if you pair him with the, back, back, the right backup catcher in some kind of platoon situation as well. Uh, I think he still can help out, and they can get some better production from this position. Uh, but you know, they're encouraged by Matt Weiders, and everybody keeps raving about every you know how how great he looks. And I think that that's something that NAS fans can you know at, at least. Spring training, obviously everybody's encouraged about everything, but it's something I think that um, you know, you'd know you rather hear that uh, rather than nothing uh, that we're making some kind of steps.
1: No, of course. And then a couple of scratches this week I just want to ask you about. Matt Adams yeah. was scratched with that blister on his right foot, and then Zimmerman was scratched with uh, a little bit of a, a stiffness. He woke up feeling stiff, and, you know, Martinez said he didn't want to push it. Uh, both those guys, I'm assuming those are very slight concerns and just what happens in spring as guys get back into action.
0: Yeah. Uh, Zim, uh, with Zim, I would be very not concerned at all. About it. I think that uh, it just was very early in February, you know, still late February, I should say, and, and uh, feeling a little sore from working out and kind of getting his body back. Of course, he's 33 years old. Dave Martinez does understand. You get older. Um, it's a lot harder to kind of get yourself started back up and get ready. So, uh, you know, I expect to see him in the lineup, if, if not at some point during the weekend, maybe at some point early next week to kind of make his debut. And uh, then, yeah, same with Matt Adams, just a, a nasty foot blister that uh, Martinez said he's seen. I did not want to see to prove it. I took his word for it. That Matt Adams is uh, dealing with that thing, and after a couple of days he should be back uh, as well. So, yeah, the, the scratches of the last couple of days with, between those guys and Harper, I think are all still minor enough right now that they shouldn't develop into much else.
1: And then Eric Fetty, who's the Nationals' top pitching prospect, cleared a huge test, you said, during a couple of innings on the mound and uh, admitted that he didn't uh, feel any pain and was feeling pretty good since obviously he was shut down uh, with that forearm flexor strain last September.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest uh, you know positive sign for him was just the, the radar gun uh, looking at mid-90s for him, 93, 95. That's about where he was. Uh, where they where they expect him to be, I should say, when he goes on the mound that's his fastball velocity. When he came up late last year, especially in that last start, he was kind of hovering around, you know, 92, 91, even sometimes dipping down to 89, and that's just not normal. Uh, so for him to go out, be able to throw a couple innings and be back to normal, at least fastball velocity, I think, is an encouraging step, uh, you know, for him and, and, and going forward. Cause they still expect him at some point to be a pretty big piece uh, in this team's rotation.
1: All right, sounds good. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Nationals edition. Back next week with a brand-new episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks, Jamal. Enjoy your time down there.
0: Thank you.